everybody, welcome back to Ringwood Stories. It's your host Marco today, and we'll be having a special guest Rhea from The Man or ZMU. So we'll be talking about everything pre-health and how they help students achieve their academic and professional aspirations in the pre-health world. So I'm going to give her a call in one, two, and three. Hi, Ria. This is Marco from Ringwood Stories, and I was wondering if you could take this small interview so we get to learn more about ZotMed. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, Ria. So so the audience gets to, to know you a little bit. Would you mind telling us a little bit about, about yourself, so your name, your major, and the, your position in the organization? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Ria Shishodia. I'm a fourth-year double major in business administration with an emphasis in management and organization, and neurobiology. I also have a minor in psychological sciences. I'm the founder and president of ZotMed UCI, and as such, my primary role was to develop the club and to help it prosper. Okay, we got an overachiever here. We got a double major. We got a business major and a neurobiology. Now, I'm just, you know, I just have one major, so I'm kind of sad about that. But it's all right. Where about, are you going to graduate this year too, Ria? Yes, after this uh, quarter. Wow. Yeah, that's that's quick, you know? <laughs> Me too. I'm going to graduate this year. It's kind of crazy. Well, thank you for letting us know a little bit about yourself. And, you know, we, we got the founder of this org. I kind of want to talk about that. What made you want to start this org? So I was a learning assistant for chemistry and I realized that a lot of students who come into UCI as a bio major tend to drop out and do public health instead. So I kind of wanted to create like a club, an organization that would help people to gain their self-confidence and help them succeed in their pre-health occupation. Okay. Okay. So you saw you saw a need, the business inside of you, I swear. That's kind of great. Now, now we know why you started it. What is it that you all do? Or, you know, do you host events or how do you help the students? So the main purpose of the organization is to encourage and guide pre-health students to reach their academic and professional goals, while also creating a safe space for our members to interact with and share ideas and experiences with other like-minded peers. So the way I organize the club was to dedicate each week to various health-related fields and specialties by creating newsletters with webinars, volunteer and research opportunities related to that week's topic. So during our meetings, we create presentations with detailed information about the process and lifestyle of these specific occupations. And sometimes we're lucky enough to have a guest speaker to share their own personal experiences and answer questions from our members. Okay. (laughs) That was, wow, you guys do a lot. So (laughs) newsletters, you kind of let them know what is it in the field. You bring some guests, you know, they're lucky enough. You know, kind of let students know what this whole pre-hold world is about and what is it that they're going to get into once they graduate. I think that's really good. One, because I'm so a little confused exactly what I want to do. I say I want to start my own startup. I say I want to do this. I say I want to do that. But I think by having this org, you're like, you know what, those that want to do pre-held you know these are all the options uh this is what you got to do and i think it helps you know students kind of like have a more focused view of like okay if i do this this is what i have to do so that's really cool all right i want to take a look a little bit about you know how the the medical field so i want to know how is it diverse or how can we get to be diverse i myself I identify as, as Latinx, so I'm not really sure about the medical field, you know, is it diverse enough or how can we get it to be diverse? In my opinion, the medical field is diverse right now 
because there are physicians from all types of backgrounds, genders, ages, and schools. Like we accept people from California schools, foreign medical grads, things like that. So I would say it is diverse. And I feel a way that we can get it to be more diverse is by boosting self-confidence in those people who feel like they aren't good enough to do it, you know? Hmm. So boosting self-confidence. So you believe it's diverse and you think you know, by hopefully having this club, uh, you're hopefully boosting your confidence. Is that where I'm kind of, kind of getting at? Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I do think that's like a big thing for everybody. It's boosting that confidence that yes, you could do it. You're able to go for it and you can achieve. I like, I have like this little saying that I say, you know, you have to visualize it first. So I think your club is helping people visualize it. And then uh, it comes up to the students to actualize it. So I say visualize and actualize. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, okay. So kind of moving along and talking about this this topic about uh, the medical field is diverse and what could we do and which you pointed out that one of the things is to pretty much empower uh, empower students i want to bring out this topic of like you know there's different communities obviously and then uh, different cultures face different challenges when it comes to applying for med school or even for a, a medical field job uh, how does your org address these challenges so actually tomorrow during our meeting, we are hosting a medical and graduate school application workshop to help students of all cultures and communities to be more informed about the process and to get a head start on the process. Our hope is that after the workshop, students will have a better understanding of their readiness to apply in terms of like how much the application fees are, ways to increase their chances of acceptance, et cetera. Okay, so well, that's actually kind of great. Tomorrow, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Uh, how people can reach out to you, so you know, don't get anxious for those that are listening. It'll be at the end. Wait for us. Okay, so you're gonna have you're gonna have that. So I, I've kind of you know for for me, uh, I'm not sure how you all address these, these other challenges besides you know having that information session within uh, I guess your cohort of a uh, of, uh, of students that join join your club do you see do they bring up any challenges that they may face within kind of UC, the UCI system of them trying to apply for pre-med like for the pre-med uh, I know you said that a lot of them uh, a lot of people from the government bio dropped to like public health uh, I kind of wanted to look into that is that like stress is it like is it uh, I, I don't know I don't know why so Wow. Do you know why? <laughs> I guess um, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, pe people have said that like the initial bio courses are reader classes. So it's a lot harder and it's meant to get rid of a lot of people who come in as bio. So it's kind of like a discouraging system. Mm. I like that you brought that that word. I think that word is very powerful, a discouraging system. Honestly. I mean, it does. It's not. It's not great. I think it discourages a lot of people, and I, I think it has like the imposter syndrome. So, if we look into that and look into why some communities might be disproportionately affected, uh, within why there's more communities that apply for med school and why some of them just go to public public health, which is you know, it's it's not it's not bad. I think at the end of the day, it's their decision. But I think we should address address that fact that the system discourages those to apply for pre-med. Um, whether it be good or bad, uh, I think if we I play the devil's advocate here a little bit, I think it's maybe they do that with the intention of like, you know, we had got a top to top students or, you know, applying for pre-med. But at, at the same time, I think it also applies a lot of pressure and stress to those 
to to those students. And now maybe this is going to be a kind of challenging question for you. Do you think we could change that system? I would love to, (laughs) but I feel like there must be a reason why they keep it that way. Like you said, maybe it's too fine, like the top of the top, even though it does cause stress to some people. Bigger question here is, is that equitable? So because there's equity and there's, you know, you know, like mm-hmm. equality and then, yeah, equitable. Um, so is that equitable? I don't know. I guess we'll have to, okay. we'll, we'll have to find out. <laughs> Probably going to have to ask, email up one of those department heads and be like, hey, they hardly answer. So honestly, <laughs> I gave up. Okay. So moving forward, I know COVID hit us hard. So usually right now you would have those meetings in person. So is this org kind of like young that you just started it or did you have like since you started since you just, you know, all the four years through through college? I started it fall quarter of 2020. So beginning of this academic year. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Right during, yeah, wow. Right during COVID. So, yeah. so I guess you adjusted, you, you adjusted well to the COVID situation. How did you, how do you handle that? I mean, we made our own flyers to distribute on the UCI Facebook pages, and we participated in the virtual anteater involvement fairs. Uh, We've been very active on our Instagram page. So this is like all for recruiting members. And yeah, I mean, it's been rough, but we've been trying our best. No, that's good. I, I kind of, so again, so... Uh, I'm part of COVP, so this is so the whole podcast uh, that that is about, and uh, we handle the for the virtual fairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great that you brought that up. So I'll kind of want to know: Did that work well for you all? Like, is the virtual fairs good, or you know, was it challenging? Did people come in? And... For us um, specifically, it was a bit challenging because we're new. So one of the main things that the virtual anteater involvement fair kind of emphasized was the more like pictures and videos and links that you have, the higher up on the list you would be. So the more people would see your club and, you know, go in and probably talk to you in the Zoom link and stuff. So for us, we were kind of at the bottom of the list because we're brand new. We didn't really have anything to include, but it was still successful. We were still having people drop into our Zoom chats and we did gain members through it. But That's good. That's good. I'm happy. I'm glad that that worked out. Obviously, it's a new system, so we hope that everybody gets a fair play into it. So we talked a little bit about, you know, diversity in the pre-med or med field. We talked about the challenges and how you all face this COVID-19 challenge within, you know, you all sending flyers, doing uh, the virtual fairs, and you're also addressing how students apply for for pre-med. Within that, I kind of want to look more into more of the challenges that students face when applying for the pre-med field. So I know you mentioned that this meeting, this upcoming meeting, correct? You're having mm-hmm. like a, a kind of info session, how to apply. So are the, are the main challenges, you know, I guess one for me would be like monetary. Or is that one of the main challenges or, or is it just, you know, I guess what are those challenges? Yeah, when- um, monetary can be one, but they do have uh, fee waivers if you you know, if you need that, you can apply for it. But I think the biggest challenge is the self-confidence again, because a lot of people feel that their GPA may not be high enough or their MCAT score isn't high enough, so they shouldn't even bother applying. But like tomorrow, we're going to go over kind of 
how everything else matters. It's not just the numbers that you get, but also your involvement in other things. I like that you brought that up. Again, you're kind of reemphasizing that it's people not to get discouraged, but it's a holistic view. You emphasize that it's a holistic view. And I think those that I want to pursue the premium pre-med field and just even when I apply to college it's always a holistic view because at least to me I don't think a number or a grade really represents who you are as a person like right now COVID COVID hit hard and for some people the situation was harder and for others it was easier so I think for that reason it's it just apply for it you'll never know what you're going to get and and at the end of the day it's you know I don't think you you want to live with, with the regrets yeah, I think you should follow and follow through and you know whatever happened happens and at the end of the day it's you try you try your best and i think that's what counts <laughs> i know as cheesy as it sounds but <laughs> uh, i think it's true okay well thank you i think you addressed i was I, my next question was going to be but i think you addressed it which was uh you know how does your org help address these challenges and you mentioned that uh, it's it's mainly about that self-doubt that students have and you, you try to empower them. So I think that's, you know, again, we're going to keep emphasizing this is that the empowerment that ZotMed does for, I guess, your students is it's, I believe it's great for them because it's, you're just letting them know like, Hey, regardless of, of anything, it's, it's, you had to believe in yourself, in yourself first. And in this club, this is where we're going to help you um, believe in yourself. Is that kind of like, you know, the big over, overall vision, you know, help them oh, believe in themselves. Yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> um, okay. And then moving forward, uh, how, how can students, one, reach out to you? Then, you know, what are your links? Um, what are your socials uh, to reach out to you? We are pretty active on our Instagram. So our at is ZotMedUCI. So ZotMedUCI. Uh, do people reach out to you by email or anything? Yeah, you can email us at zot.med.uci at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, thank you. And as we're closing, as we're coming to a close, what do, you, do you have any advice uh, for those students? Uh, you're a fourth year now, you're going to graduate. And for you know the upcoming freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and uh, and even seniors, uh, what is what advice would you? I think the biggest advice would be to start now. If you are interested in pre-med or any pre-health fields, start your application right now. Be aggressive in looking for those letters of rec, uh, looking for ways to build your resume and gain experiences. Start studying for the MCAT or the GRE, things like that. And I feel like our club will help you along the way too. All right, everybody, y'all heard it here. Ria from ZotMed, Z-R-O-Z-M-U. Uh, you heard her socials, how to get in touch with them and their email. So yeah, you know, today I think the biggest topic was about not having self-doubt and uh, believing yourself. So with this, we're going to bring it to a close. Again, ZMU is an open and friendly organization with the purpose of guiding pre-health students to achieve their academic and professional aspirations. So thank you all for listening and tuning into Ringwood Stories. Again, this is Ria from ZOMED, ZOMED UCI, ZMU. And until next time, roll the outro.